Welcome to Holding Center, a podcast created to help you own and hold center stage, not only on show day, but also in your life. I'm your host, Ashley Markham, owner of Myo Strength, and joined with me is my co-host, Ashley Spoker, owner of B&B Fit. Let's hold center. Yo, Spilks, what's up? What is going on? Um, another week down. I was just I was like journaling and meditating a little bit ago. And I like to um like journal after I meditate to see if anything comes up. And I was like, oh my God, how is it already October 5th or 6th, whatever the day is? I'm like, that's crazy. Like there's literally like two and a half months left of the year. Like I feel like this year went by so fast for me. I don't know what it is, but I'm just like Mm-hmm. I feel like I've done a lot, but I also feel like I've done nothing. Like, does that make sense? I'm yeah. like, I kind of just like, wow, that was a fast one. Um, but it's good. My week was good. Um, I just can't believe it's the end of the year. Um, little high stress this week due to like other circumstances. And I had to end up like picking up at the hospital shift a little bit more to cover for, for one of our coworkers. Cause she's having a family crisis. So um, yeah, just a little bit more fatigue this week, but as far as like me, I feel great. I feel really, really good, really good mindset going into, to the weekend. Um, it's started to feel like fall we had, um, yeah, it's so great here in Ohio right now. Oh, I love it. It's, um, I don't know. So I just found out about this term called an Indian summer where like it starts to get cool. And then like, you'll have like a patch of like hotness for like a couple of days or like a week. Yeah. I don't I never heard that in my fucking life. I was like, are you kidding me? So news to me, I've been saying it all week. We just had like a little Indian summer last week. Um, and then today it's like 60 degrees. Tomorrow the high is going to be like 54. It's been rainy, clouding, cloudy outside. Um, but yeah, it was like 80 a couple days ago. So I was like, okay, cool. Like we got done with our Indian summer and now it's going to be fall. Now it's my jam. I can break out my baggy sweatpants, my oversized sweaters, and just like be a fat blob because I love that. I love that for you. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Week for me has been like a lot of unexpected travel. Like I know last week we talked about like my grandma passing unexpectedly. And then I wanted to come over to Tampa um, just to like, you know, hang out with my, one of my best friends, Meg. And honestly, like it is so refreshing to be with like a fellow bodybuilder that just gets it. You know what I'm saying? That like, that leads by example, lives the life and like also we did other things. Like we went to a cute little cafe that had like caffeine and cats. And it was like all these like cats everywhere that you can like adopt. And like, they literally had a bed of cats and they called it a cuddle puddle. And there were probably like 20 cats on this bed. And like they're little kittens too. Like the little, like literally you could just like palm them. And I'm like, Ugh. so when you check out, you're like, I'd like a vanilla latte and a kitten. And literally like- a vanilla latte. And then like, you see that little like fleck over there. Yeah. I want that one. But literally they normally have 15, but because they were like having like a bunch of like litters come in unexpectedly, there were 32 cats total. So there were so many kittens. And like I said, most of them were like actual kittens. And I just wanted to like, you need to take them home goop them up and I was like t- showing Eric all the videos and pictures and he was like I swear to god if you come home with a cat like I don't know what happened it's just I just bought it just happened it, just, it, it, it got into my checked bag I don't know what happened like it just followed me home like it's fine it's fine but yeah it's really good it was fun to train also at MI40 because it's such a dope gym and the environment's really yeah. good too 
Um, but no, all good things, all good things. But enough about us, guys. We have a very special guest today. We have Miss Jasmine Jeffrey from Compaq here to talk about really finalizing um, your your look for stage. And it's really important to talk about like the minutia, right? Because you, you know, are in contest prep for 20 plus weeks, not to mention like all the work that you've done in your off season. And show day is your day to really complete the package. Obviously your coach does, you know, their thing with peaking, but you have to do your part and making sure your entire presentation, hair, skin, nails, suit, jewelry, tan, all comes together. And so Jasmine is one of, in my opinion, one of the leading experts in really making sure your look is polished. And so we're excited to have her. So Jasmine, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. That was such an introduction. Jeez. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, you've definitely earned it. So tell us a little bit about like your history with competing and then also a little bit more about your business. And we'll kind of dive into our meat and potatoes of the podcast. Okay, cool. So I'm hoping I won't like ramble too much, but I got into competing um, basically because I was like absolutely petrified of being on stage. I was scared of public speaking. I was not a confident person. So I remember coming into competing being like, I have no idea if I'm any good at this. I don't know what I'm doing. I was on like bodybuilding.com. I had no coach. Like this is like so ratchet, like seven, eight, no, over 10 years ago, I like first up on stage. Um, and I just remember feeling so elated that I was like, I can step on stage and I'm like, I, I felt nervous, but like just to do that in itself, like felt like this big, like massive achievement. And then from there, um, I just started slowly but surely like coming more into the industry, I guess. Um, my first time on stage was hilarious. I wore my mum's bikini top that she bought from like this like outlet sale for like two dollars well for you guys it was two pound for me um and then I wore these like primer bottoms it was so like 100% ratchet it was hilarious so like stage presentation was not on point but like, I learned so like all my mistakes I mean, this is what's funny and someone said this to me a few weeks ago they're like jazz like if it wasn't for you putting out the information that you have done, like the these girls won't be wouldn't be coming into the industry now, like looking so good, like looking like pros and like they've done it for so long. And then whenever anyone's like what on show day and they're like, oh, I don't know if I look any good. I always show them this photo of me step on stage and like, babe, you're fine. I'm like, trust me, you're good. Um, so yeah, I basically just got into I remember starting Compact because I remember being a competitor myself, feeling really stressed, feeling really overwhelmed. There was like no information. Um, I didn't really find, I'll be honest as well, I didn't really find people being particularly helpful. Like when I was asking people for advice, like no one was really like helping. And I was like, why is no one being nice? So I was like, right, I'm going to be the nice one. I'm going to like just give all the information and be that like friendly face. Um, And the people that were like, well, the businesses at the time that were running these like bit, like, you know, shoe companies and everything like that, like they would just do shoes, they would just do jewelry. Like there wasn't like a hub for everything. And I think as a competitor, anything you can do to sign to save time, energy, stress, money, like you just want to do it. So that's kind of where it all started. Um, started in my mum's like spare room, and then slowly but surely, like built it up, built it up. Um, got my own little fulfillment centre, um, and like a little unit. And now I've actually got a fulfillment centre now that like look after all my orders, which is amazing. So I can just focus on well, there's me and another girl. Um, so we can just focus on doing what we need to do from like a customer service point of view, information, all that sort of thing. But a lot of the things that with compact I've come from my own personal experiences like I still compete myself 
Um, so like every time I try something new or I've made a mistake or I've tried a different federation, like I always think in the back of my head, like this is like knowledge that no one else has got that I can share. And that's kind of where like a lot of my stuff has stemmed from and it continues to stem from, which is pretty cool. So yeah, let's be. Wow, that's awesome. So kind of your journey came from seeing a need where you're like, why aren't people being more helpful in this space? Like we all love to do like this bodybuilding thing. Like it's really weird. It's outlandish. It's foreign to like most normal people, but yet like no one was really like helping you or teaching you. So you were just like, well, I'll gather what information I can and I'll fill that void. Yeah. It's like the blind leading the blind, but it's fine. Like we're all doing good now. So <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, you figured it out and you also like, I'm actually a compact like athlete. Like I'm not like an affiliate, but like I saw like you had shoes for girls that have wider feet. And like, for those of you who don't know, I have size 10 feet. My feet are a little bit wider than I'd like them to be. And cramming my feet into like little tiny shoes was really, really painful. And I was like, well, if I'm on pain on stage, I'm not going to be showing my best. I'm not going to be confident. And so I know that you have specific like styles of shoes that are more like forgiving for us wider (laughs) feet ladies. So I was like, shit, yeah, I'll pay for the, you know, shipping from the UK to the US. And then like, lo and behold, like they're great. I love them. I don't have any pain with them. And I feel much more confident in my posing, in my routine, because I feel stable and my, my feet actually fit. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, especially when I judge as well, it's a very interesting dynamic whenever I do judge, because if you look at the criteria, shoes, jewelry, isn't judged it's a really great area where like it's not judged but your overall presentation is judged so it's like that really weird bit so like it's funny when I have to like in a sense not switch off but I have to obviously physique first etc etc then take in overall presentation then take those things into consideration but like it's so true and like with your if you've got the right shoes this is when shoes do affect the criteria and affect your placings because if you have the right shoes you walk differently, which then trickles onto stage presentation, your poison, all that sort of thing. Your confidence is better. Your physique looks better because you are confident and you're feeling better in your shoes. Like it's all these little tweaks. And this is why like, I, I, which is really funny to say like I'm in real life. I'm not like a perfectionist sort of person. Like I'm pretty much like an 80, 20, like, Oh, you know, it is what it is. Like, but when it comes to my business and, the craft and the styling, like that's when I will look at the minutiae because that does make a difference. Um, so yeah, it, it re- it's like weird gray area. If you actually look on criteria, a lot of these elements will appear not to be judged, but then like if you make the right selections that will make you look better, it then has a knock-on effect, if that makes sense. Um, so it's always interesting to kind of say to people, look, it, it it's marked, but it's not marked, but it does make a difference. So like, just, just listen and just do it and you're going to look great. <laughs> so with, with that being said, you know, talking about finding like the perfect shoe, other than like it fitting comfortably and either having like wide or narrow, like what else, even though like it's not really, you know, in the criteria, like you said, but like what would make a difference for someone like to have that look, to have that complete look? Like, is it the height? Is it the crystals, um, straps versus no straps? Like, you know, the platforms first non-platforms like so give us a little bit of information on like the right shoe in your opinion so I've been doing this for maybe five six ish years now I think and like this is really funny for people to know I didn't start wearing heels until I was 16 
And that's when they were like little, I wore like three inch heels with a strap. Like I was not a natural heel walker. I was actually told by my doctors, you shouldn't be wearing heels because of how weak my hips were. So like I was on paper, if you would have told me that I have a business in, in when I like in helping people choose the right shoes and wearing high heels, I'd be like, if you got the wrong girl, like, are you okay? Like this was not me on paper. So like, I very much am that girl where like, had no experience, wasn't confident. I'm very, very tall as well. So I had no need to wear heels. So I had to learn a lot on the ground, like what works for me and what doesn't. But typically speaking for a lot of people, like, and this is where like the danger sometimes of some things in the industry is like this, they like, there's like these like Chinese whispers, like it's kind of been passed down for like generations and like over the years being like, well, you have to wear strapless. And that mm-hmm. kept circulating for ages in the UK. And I was like, where the fuck is this thing? Sorry if I can't swear. But where the hell is this thing coming from? Like that people have to feel like they can't wear straps. That'll be, they're going to make your legs look shorter. And then when I was in the judges seat, I was like, I ain't got time to look like, no offense. Most of the time you don't have time to be looking at their shoes and going, is that strap? Is that strap? Like, they're not bothered. Like it's how you're walking and how you're presenting yourself, which is the most important thing. So and there was this thing in the UK where like, People are like, oh, you know, pro, only pros wear. So all the pros wear strapless, so I've got to wear strapless. But actually, when you look at the stats, it's pretty like neck and neck. I think it's actually more straps these days, from my memory. Like most pros wear straps. Most people that like our customers at ours wear straps. It is very much a personal preference thing. Like mm-hmm. me, you'll never see me wear strapless. Like I can't walk in them. Doesn't matter how much I try, I don't feel my best in strapless. Doesn't matter if they're going to make my legs look a little bit longer, which they don't. But like, it's kind of, it's like, this is where for me, it's, I try and kind of balance it between these are our recommendations, but what, what are you, like, I don't know you, like, you know the information I'm giving you, but I don't know you as a person. So I could be saying to everyone, like, just wear straps, but you might have that one girl that's like, straps are literally like, make my, people have weird things with their ankles they're like I want my ankles to feel like they're mobile so it's like it's very person dependent but I would say 100% it's your platform like your platform is the thing that's going to make you feel the most confident and the most like sturdy in the shoe a lot of like quarter turns in the UK obviously you, a lot of people in America it's very much like front back front back but in the UK your ability in your side transitions to like plant your foot into the floor if you haven't got the right platform or the platform's not big enough you're going to just feel very very uncomfortable and you 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 can see it in some people's like faces and it's all I whenever I'm judging I always look at the person's face and I can tell I'm like oh I've got wrong shoes and I look down I'm like yep no platform like (laughs) I can spot it from a mile away um in terms of like the embellishment so it's does do do Del Monte look better? Yes. But is it necessary? No. Can you turn pro with clear heels? Yes. Will you win with clear heels? Yes. If you are the best in every single element, doesn't matter how sparkly your shoes are, they are not helping you, babes. Like if you ain't got legs, if you haven't got your pros in on point, like there's only so much that shoes will take you, if that makes sense. Um, there's all again, this comes from like Chinese whispers. Like I remember back in the day in the UK, everyone's like, oh. The judges want us like they the judges love red. I'm like, has anyone actually asked these judges what they want to see? Like, has anyone actually asked them straight up? And I'm not gonna lie, I don't I personally on me, I don't like red. So it's just like it's funny how like people have these again, these weird like wife's tales being like, Well, the judges need want to see this, and it's like, well, actually, a lot of times, like they just want to see the best overall look. And I think sometimes 
and and this is for me like as a as a business owner like a lot of competitors like competing is expensive let's be real so it's like I'm always kind of saying to people these are the basics don't sack off these basics these are the extras is it going to give you that one percent potentially but like I is ironically I've actually only I've always taken my shoes right whenever I go on stage or go on a show day I take my plane I take my um, SDT which is like the scattered diamante and I take my full diamante I've only ever worn my full diamante heels once and I've competed 15 times wow because I've gone I've looked I've put the look together and I've gone it's just not working it mm-hmm. just feels like too much and they're like yeah but jazz I'm like it's I know I should wear these the full diamante but I don't feel good like my look looks better with the plane on mm-hmm. on the look so it's like yeah I hope I've answered your question there but it's it's very much like person it's a very person-centric sort of thing but don't get sucked into feeling like okay I've got to have the most bougie shoes the sure. most crazy jewelry like it's kind of you will I think the more you do it as well the more you start to understand like how you how do you show up best and how do you feel the best like I'm a very tall person so I know that I can get away with like thicker bigger choices of jewelry if I want to but that's just not my style look at me now very basic bitch so like I don't I'm just that sort of person so I I prefer a plain heel most of the time I wear my shoe fairy goddess occasionally as well um I guess I always take my full diamante but most of the time I go with my plane because I just like them so yeah yeah that's exactly how I was I had like my first season I had these like really glammed out like gemstones all over them but they weren't as comfy and I couldn't sit in my poses as right and then I actually went and got the um the shoe fairy ones and uh, the Olympia ones. And they're just plain. There's no gems on them. And I love them. And they're so much more comfortable. I feel more confident in them, mm-hmm. even though like part of me is like, oh man, like I want to have like more crystals and more gems. Cause like, and glitter. Cause that's me. And I'm just like, but it shows, it shows that I don't have that confidence, like in those heels whatsoever, because they don't feel good on my feet. Yeah. Do you know what? I actually wear my, it sounds silly. I wear my full diamante when I'm having a really crap day. <laughs> as if I'm on prep as well I'm always like oh, I need to put my sparkles on and I don't know what it is I when I wear my sparkly heels when I'm like 10 weeks out maybe not feeling great like it that's but it actually does something for me yeah we just, love, <laughs> we just like, love the glitter sometimes you know mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely so what about suits right so obviously I know different criteria different judges or different federations have like different bottoms especially but rather than focusing on like the bottoms and like the cuts of the suits i mean some people don't even know like what colors they want to wear because they might be like oh my favorite color is da 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 but like it might not look good on them especially with like the tan and the stage lights and stuff like that so how do you go about picking the right color thinking about like your skin undertones what's popularity and maybe even diving into stone sequencing um which federation should we focus it on? That's probably the best. NPC is probably more like for us. So that we that's a very interesting di- um, discussion we can have there because I'm very much a data driven person. So I'm that person every Olympia that I will watch all the classes and I will literally decipher their look. So I go by their hair color, their hair cuts the hairstyle I then go bikini color I go what heels are they wearing strap or strapless like I really dissect it so people 
instead of if someone's coming to me, oh, well, the pros do this, I can go, no, like these, these are the stats. This is what we want to look at. But there's the, this line where you can follow the, the pros blindly and it actually has, has a bit of a detriment. So it's like, it's, it's taking it in, but also I think where I've personally found I've had the most success, but also like my athletes and also like the customers that we work with, it's like, here are the stats, here's what's shown to work best, but that's not gospel. That's not 100%, like you don't have to follow it. Like it's always this kind of like gray area. So like color wise, yeah, if you're gonna wear like an orange or a yellow, you've got to make sure that color is literally like made for you or it is gonna be a crash and burn. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, But like the example of like, I was really wanting to wear black this year. Black is me, it's like soul, I love it, right? But when I looked at the stats and everyone was saying, oh, you can't wear black jazz, I'm like, I know everyone's everyone keeps saying that like, black is this like evil color and yada yada yada. But I was like, I really want to wear black. And I was like, really like going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I was like, I know it's like meant to be that color, and it's hit and miss. And I thought, you know what? Sod this. I'm wearing black. So I one of my looks, it actually was one of my best performing days, was when I went totally against the statistics that I had, which I found interesting. I went straight hair, I went plain heels, I went black bikini. But did I feel authentically me? Yes. Did mm. I have bring my best package? Yes. So I know that's probably not the right thing to say, but like there's sometimes like, this is when I always have this, even I'm like, I don't want to give something when and people feel like, right, I have to follow this because I think there's, there's that line between expressing who you are as an athlete, but also adhering to the criteria. And that's where you hit the sweet spot because you have people where in their first year, they bend themselves over so much to try and fit the criteria and they actually don't feel happy within what they're bringing and I think when you've got that sweet spot of like bringing who you are as a person especially especially when you're an amateur as well like as an amateur you've got yeah you know, that's kind of your time to really experiment and maybe go a little bit like out there like and I think you have got kind of restraints but you know don't feel that they're so restrictive if that makes any sense at all so like colors choice I do like wearing black, but I'm just a bit more daring. Sometimes I like I that's just that's just who I am, right? But yeah. I have got blue. Um, I have got purple. I I don't I wouldn't I will never wear red because I feel like an idiot in red. But you know, if you are really unsure, then you've got your basic colours, you've got your red, you've got your blues, like red or blue, you can't really most of the time it's blue actually. Like from I've got two really good friends of mine in the UK that are bikini designers, and they're like, if I'm ever unsure on someone, they always put them in blue and everyone looks good in blue. It's very hard to look bad in blue. Do you know what I mean? So I think if you're like really unsure, then that's a good place to go to. In terms of like crystal selection, so you have got like a very basic crystal design is a good one. I think sometimes you can get into the elements of like overthinking. And I think like I, for me, whenever I get a suit made, if I'm not renting it, I will never decide on the crystal selections because you could be there all day. Like yeah. seriously, you could be there all day. And if you're unsure, just go with like one crystal color, basic, but it will pop really, really well. And you know that it's going to work. Where sometimes when you can... If you yeah, if you are new to this game and you're trying to experiment too much with the crystal like selections, then it might look a little bit funky on stage. Like you will see, like I always remember like Jennifer Dory, who I say has been competing for how many years? Like I remember that's when she's got to that Olympia stage, she's done how many shows, she's worked close with a bikini designer. 
they're starting to experiment now with like, okay, if I take out this one crystal selection and just put a slightly lighter version, how does that make the physique pop? How does that change the overall presentation? So they've got to that level now. But if you're, you know, starting in this, you've got so many decisions to make. Um, like just stop overthink. I think this is the problem with bodybuilders, right? We're overthinkers by trade. We no, really? At, <laughs> yeah, we want to look at every single little thing. But sometimes there's kind of this area where like you get this decision fatigue and it, it starts to become a stressful thing. And that's kind of where you have to try and like figure that out. So I always say with any decision I make, I always narrow it down to like five. Yep. So or three. In, in the bikini world, I narrow it down to three. So I always say to the bikini person, I'm like, right. I like this, I like this, I like this. Can you just, because the thing is, the person that you're asking is actually the expert in it. So I always think, right, if you know, even like earring designs, if it, I always say to girls, pick your best, pick your first call up, pick your top five, right? Pick your top five and I'll tell you which one from that. And you know that they're making the final decision. And I think that makes a massive difference to people's psychology when they're like, okay, I've narrowed it down. Can you now just help me with this? um so I think that definitely like helps but yeah with, with color suits NPC you do want to go very like basic I hate saying that word basic but like you do kind of want to go basic for to start with and then from there okay what if I tweak like one of those crystal selections how what does that change what if I want to go okay screw this I just want to go completely the other end mm-hmm. don't feel like you can't go black that's the biggest thing I want to say even though it's like not the thing but yeah. I felt like a badass knowing that I was the only black bikini girl and I stood out. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of goes, it goes more worthy of us sometimes. But I think sometimes you've got to take those risks also to figure out, because you don't want to kind of look back and go, oh, oh, I wish I could did that. Yeah. That's the one thing you can do as a competitor. Be like, oh, I wish I like went for that color. Or I wish I like tried this, this mm-hmm. little color. Absolutely, absolutely. So speaking of kind of like, daring and stuff like that obviously another like important part of the you know puzzle is coming to jewelry and earrings so I want to talk about like picking up some earrings like bracelets like do you wear one do you wear two do you go chunky do you go thin and then also something that's not usually talked about is like how many piercings like for example I have a triple piercing on this ear with like my cartilage pierced Obviously, Ash and I are both rock and bull rings. I have a belly button piercing. So, like, can you fully express yourself with all of these, like, different piercings? Or do you think it's better to play it safe? I'm not in your body. What mm-hmm. do you show the best as? And, like, I know that seems a bit, like, weird to kind of throw it back. But, like, I see so many people, I feel like, sacrifice parts of who they are. Mm. on stage and they actually does it like sometimes you will feel better because you'll take your piercing off and go yeah I'm glad I've done that I feel mm. better whereas you might take it off and go oh I feel really weird like I feel mm. really really strange so I think it's like it's that de- it's decision that someone else has to make like when you go into the pro league then yeah I'll be totally straight I think you know when you can bring it back mm. ideally it's better with your ears like Again, when does the judge? When's the judge really going to be looking like? Like, I think like your facial features. Then yes, but like yeah. a lot of times they won't even clock. Yeah. Like I remember one girl was like, "Oh, I was really like nervous because I had this massive um. Oh, what's that name? What's that word called when it's like the gauges? It's like a big one. They stretched it. Okay, yeah, like, like a big old gauge. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, I've got a stretcher. And I was like, you had a stretcher. 
She's like, oh, well, you could see it. I was like, babe, your hair is like thick. <laughs> your hair was like this. I was like, when was I going to see it? <laughs> um, so yeah, piercings wise, I would say, I think facial, well, as like a go-to, I would say facially take off as many as possible if like, if, if it permits. Ears, I don't think it makes like, that much of a difference, especially in the amateur in the amateur ranks. You've got to remember, just because you've not seen something, doesn't mean that's the rule. So you've got to think of the examples of when Jordan, um, Jennifer Dory, Phoebe Hagen, they started wearing natural curls. It takes one person to mm. do it, and everyone's like, oh, oh, I can do that. Yes, yes, you can, you can do it. It just takes that first person to actually like set the trend as mm. such. Um but yeah, belly button piercings. I I see quite a lot of girls like kind of like matched it, so they kind of do like a like a silver kind of like Del Monte, and I think like that looks pretty nice. It does. I don't think it detracts from the physique at all. And you've always got to bring it back to like, does this detract from my dis- physique or does it not? Because that's what it really comes down to. Is like, does this detract or does it remove? Every time you make a decision with anything, whether it's your hair, your makeup, does it does it detract or does it enhance? And that's kind of where you need to like gauge it from if that makes sense fun fact i've never had my ears pierced i've never had any piercings ever wow dang i think i'm like i think i'm up to 11 holes in my body (laughs) sounds about right yeah i mean i love piercings honestly i feel like it's a fun way to express yourself so yeah i've always was wondering if like well can i keep my bull ring or is that because it's not like a super feminine thing will I get like docked for having like you know piercing between my nose holes <laughs> I, think, I think some judges might have I think some judges just don't like mm-hmm. when I've asked them like certain things I've asked them like debunk the myths and stuff and they've been NPC they've just been like they're like most and most of them are guys as well like in the UK they're just like jazz we don't care we just want we just want the best physique <laughs> We just want the best overall package and the best physique that, and nothing that's distracting. That's the biggest thing I get like more and more is I don't want something distracting. I don't want something distracting. And you can be distracting with any element of this if you choose to. Mm-hmm. So like your piercing, in your head, it might be like, oh, everyone can see it. But actually on stage, most of the time, if you look at from afar as well, then they've got to be looking at so many different elements. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really interesting for like a, a psychology and like an af- like you know, from a brain point of view, is like you know everyone's perceptions of things are very very different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in the UK, like people, I generally believe that most people are not bothered if you've got piercings. They're not bothered. Like it's just nothing that's too OTT or too distracting. So if it was like a massive, like I don't know if you had like a massive like gem like dangling then yeah that might kind of throw it off but something like that mm-hmm. sure absolutely what about like your bracelets though like what do you think is better in terms of like chunky thin like both wrists just you know the wrist that's like on your hip that's not on your hip like what do you think is typically preferred when it comes to not being super overwhelming um so I typically find that it's funny because in America it's very much like in for chunking. Like you see a lot of pros of like layers and layers and layers and layers. Whereas like in the UK and in Europe, like that's just not people just don't. They're very more like understated, a lot more like undertoned. And there's quite a few times when I look at pros, and I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of jewelry. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I sell jewelry, so I'm all about it. But I'm just, I'm looking at it going. Hmm. 
for me, it's just like, it's for me, it's distracting and it's too much. Like I've been through stages where I've like layered it quite a lot. And then because sometimes, like, especially with like the arm, like, especially if you're doing like an IFB, like bikini, like front pose, for example, the arm that's like not on the hip, I usually say like, you can typically get away with going like heavier, chunkier, thicker. The arm that's like usually like on the waist, I typically tend to say to people like, don't go too heavy on that. Because obviously if you're trying to create the illusion of a smaller waist, you don't want anything that's going to just be adding bulk, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot, I get questions being like, oh, like, I'm worried, like, should I wear one or should I wear two? And I'm just like, whatever you want. Again, the judges, are like, are they going to judge you differently because you're wearing one or the other? Like, again, no, but it's how do you feel like the best with that? I typically find both hands from a symmetrical point of view, like does work really, really well. Um, Especially with rings as well. Like I always think you want to, when I style a look, when I look at someone's like physique, especially with the jewelry, when I'm scanning, I'm looking at touch points and ideally I want every single touch point of that sparkle to be balanced. So like, I don't want really heavy, thick earrings with a re- like with hardly anything on the on the wrist because for me, like it just doesn't flow as well. But that's just like what I've like found over the years works really, really well. Um, what was interesting was styling Phoebe Hagen when she won the Arnold UK, and depending on what bikini color she was wearing was depending on what style of earrings and what style of bracelet she was wearing. So like I've found over the years. If you've got like a purple or like a really poppy, like pink or purple, typically speaking, you can get away with like thicker pieces of jewelry. So thicker on the wrist, thick on the earrings, and also like earrings that don't have holes. So like a really blocky piece of earring that works really, really well. If I find quite a lot, especially if you've got like a teal kind of like bluish suit. If you try and do that the same, you look like a disco ball. Like it just doesn't work as well. It's too much. It's I don't know what it is. It works every time I do it. It's too much. It's too blocky. So I always say, if you especially if you're going for like a teal, light blue suit, go for earrings which have like holes in it because it, again it breaks up those touch points. So when I'm looking at physique, I'm like, ah, oh, that looks better. It just doesn't look mm-hmm. overpowering. Mm-hmm. So everything looking at a physique, it's like touch point, touch point, touch point, touch point. And that's, I will remove or t- like, I will add or remove depending on what that level is. Cause you just want it all to balance and all to flow. Um, and I think like, as I say, it's not a critique to the pros. Cause like, obviously they still do well, but it's interesting when you see like Adam Bonilla, like talk about, it's funny that he's like a few, literally like a few months ago, he started talking about the earring length. I was like, bangs, I was like, I've been doing, like that's been something I've been on about for years. Cause like, especially if you're top line, you don't want you don't want your neck to end up just looking really really small. Like I don't know if you'll be using the video, but like how funny is this, right? So my supplier completely did the one eight. Like she just pulled the wall over my eyes. So I looked at these earrings. I was like, oh, they look pretty good. They're ten centimeters. They'll be great. They were not not ten centimeters. Like look how huge they are. I was like, huh? You cannot tell me they're ten centimeters. But you see what I mean? I'm like, this is distracting. This That's is too not much. so big. Yeah, it's gonna knock me out and it's just it's not gonna be great so yeah and you have a very slender pretty face too and those are just like i couldn't imagine two of them it would almost look like a like what are those heads in like england you know where it's like it just like would be so distracting yeah it's so funny man it's ridiculous um yeah does i have i answered that question i hope i have (laughs) 
it's just, yeah, I know like when I competed, like mine were like tasteful, like they were like, I don't think they touched my collarbones because I know like the, you know, the length matters, but like, you know, they were like diamond shape and pretty, but like, in my opinion, they weren't distracting whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like there was one, I always forget this one figure girl. She, I didn't really, because I went on, she came on stage and I was like, she's not wearing any jewelry. And I was a bit like, mm. oh, it's okay, whatever. Like each, I just thought it was personal preference. She still won her class. I was like, just out of curiosity, like, do you not use your radio? And she goes, no, I just had the worst stress. She had like a tan catastrophe, it all went wrong. So she had no chance. She was like, I was so worried. And I was like, well, you, you still won. But like, it was just, it was so funny. The ratio was just like, without anything. I was like, it looks very, very strange seeing the physique without any um, jewelry on. But yeah, whenever, as I say, if there's anything that comes from this, hopefully with you guys that listen to this and guys, it's like anything that distracts, take away. Mm-hmm. Anything back from the physique always take away and especially if you're wearing earrings that are like really big and bulky trust me your hair flick is going to feel really really different when you've got a big whopper to deal yeah. with <laughs> I love that. 100%. your earlobe is going to be like what is this like what have you done to me absolutely and speaking of the hair flip that's actually a good transition to our last like questions when it comes to doing your hair like, let's talk about length. Should you curl your hair? Should you keep it straight? Um, and also, like, what hair color tends to look best maybe against, like, tan skin or your suit or whatever? Because, like, obviously, like, we look at the pros and usually on the Olympia spa- the stage, what we're typically seeing are, like, dark blue, like, pretty gemstone suits and then dark hair, right? So really, like, what hair typically, you know, either is preferred or what recommendations would you give to girls that are again just like first starting out and it's like how do I wear my hair yeah I think um as like a kind of bog standard thing to say I would say people say oh yeah the judges don't like blondes I can tell you now a blonde like a really good like and I say a cool blonde not a warm mm-hmm. blonde a warm blonde is going to look awful with your time you need a cool blonde if you're doing it but trust me, it the contrast and the pop that these girls, the blonde ones have, it's like, oh, I just love it when I see a blonde. I absolutely love it when I see a blonde because when they do, when they get it on point, it just looks phenomenal. Um, and also they can get away with like the really poppy colours, so like a bright pink, a bright blue, they can really bloody go through, which is cool. Um, from like a dark hair point of view, I typically say like the darker the better. Like if I could go black, I would, but black would look stupid on me. Um, so I go for like the darkest brown that I possibly can because the contrast does look better. Like you see for an example of like Issa Pacini where like she went for like this really weird like light brown and it just, it just blurred. It just didn't look as, it just didn't look as good. I do get questions being like, can I, can I wear like my natural like red? And I still say like, yes. Um, And this is for me, like where you kind of, you know, you don't want people to feel like they can't be themselves again. Like, and you know, there are, there are, it's funny because people are like, oh, there's no redheads. I'm like, well, the populate, the map, there's actually not that many redheads in the world. Mm-hmm. So like, it's, it's a thing where like no redheads do well. It's just like, there's just no redheads that happen to compete and happen to have these physiques. Like it's not, people just kind of link these weird things together and sometimes it's not. But mm-hmm. yeah, generally with like, with your hair, I always used to do curly. Um, and this year I've gone straight and I was like, geez, why have I not gone straight before? Like I find straight on stage 
And many guys have said this to me as well, where like straight, they personally find it's less hassle. I also find from a back pose point of view, it's less distracting. Mm-hmm. It's way less distracting to have straight hair when you're judging a back pose in comparison to like curly hair. If you are doing curls and make sure you like, if you're thinking about your back shot and someone's curling your hair, you really want those curls to go inward. You don't want the curls to go outward because if the girl, curls go inward, it's going to come in and it's going to make your, your I hate to say an X-frame because it's not in bikini, but like, yeah, you know, it's going to make your back shot look way better. If you're curling outwards, it's actually going to throw off your balance. It's going to throw off your look quite a lot. A lot of people don't realize that. And it's actually, I can't even take credit for that. That was um, my husband, Joe, were watching the Arnold's um, when it was between like Laura Lee and Maureen. And Joe was like, I've just clocked something. I was like, what have you clocked? He goes, look at all their hair. And I was like, what are you on about? He goes, their hair goes inward. I went, oh, I was like, that is so true. So yeah, that's like another little like fun fact. And it wasn't even me. It was my husband that doesn't, has no hair at all. But um, yeah, stuff like that. It's like with curls, you kind of want, you want them to, I say, not be too distracting, not be too big. Especially when you got on stage, I've, find a lot of girls who have like if you've got natural curls that's a little bit different than a hundred percent rocket but i've had some girls that have gone these really like thick curls they've back combed it they've put all this hairspray in they get on stage with the hot lights and like they they can just feel all the heat like in their head and in their hair because it's just holding on to it so much um but like in the fitness model sort of like realm then i love wearing my curls like i'll go crazy i'll go extra but from especially with like NPC sort of style, you can't go wrong with straights. Mm-hmm. Um, it is also less faff because yes, this is the thing with curls, right? They're awesome, but if you're sort of girl where like the the curls drop really quickly, then you're constantly going to be having to top that up. Especially when it's hot backstage, your curls can sometimes go frizzy. Um, so as like a first time, I always say to people like, ideally, if you can do your straight hair, because it's just less things to be thinking about. That's personally what I found has been the best thing to do. Um, a little thing from hair as well, and it's something that people don't realize, um, is when you are getting glazed, really make sure that they're not glazing your hair. Like, mm-hmm. really, really important, because you see these girls that are doing these hair flips, and you can tell they're struggling, and I'm like, they have no idea why they're struggling. But... When someone's like, when they're glazing you, if your hair's got caught in it, or say they've overglazed your shoulders or overglazed here, your hair's gonna get stuck. And you see it so many times where people are doing this, and they're like, they're like kind of like stuck on like repeat, and they keep doing this. And I'm like, oh, it, it's just got caught way too much in their hair. So like, this sounds really weird. Like I always say to girls now, if you can get some glaze, put glaze on your hair and practice hair flicking with because it's you'd be surprised where you get stuck into these like how things are meant to feel but then on show day something as in like putting more glaze on your hair making your hair feel thicker it's sticking mm-hmm. you might have practiced it really like softly when actually you might with the glaze have to really like fling it o- fling it over for it not to get mm-hmm. stuck um so that was like a little thing that I've like picked up this year that's been really really helpful for girls to realize it's like hair flicks feel different when you wear earrings and when you wear glaze on. <laughs> Especially if you have extensions too, to give your hair maybe more volume where it's like, you're just not used to having so much hair on your head. And something that I want to add that you see, if you are doing extensions, make sure that's the right color and blend it in because we can tell especially from your back pose when your hair extensions don't line up with your natural hair, it's not a good look and making sure the length isn't so long 
where it's touching your your glutes or the bottom of your your bottoms because like that's not a good look either like it doesn't like add to your physique when your extensions are so long and it's touching your butt like not a good look see what's interesting with like the hair situation is that I just I get really hot on stage so I I my friend said to me, you could do hair extensions. I'm like, I know that I'm just passing out because I just get so hot and I know the hair extension is going to feel like annoying. But even with my hair being this long, because of how tall I am, I've still got to grow it a little bit longer because when I'm actually in my back shot of how much I have to arch around, I got some feedback being like, oh, you've... Um, basically, you know when like you arch and it doesn't matter how like lean you are, you still got these like... It's just rolls of skin. Yep. And I was like, damn, I was like, I didn't even like think of that. So I'm having to grow my hair even longer just to cover like those weird like rolls. rolls. Mm-hmm. I was so sleepy. How tall I am, this hair is having to go really, really long. Like mm-hmm. it was just like that. Um, but yeah, I've seen a lot of times where people um, don't know how to fit their own hair extensions on show day um, and it doesn't look great. It causes them more stress. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, I, I feel for girls that have got that really, really thin hair. But again, like experiment, try a show day with it, try a show day without it. Or especially the, you know, if you guys, you've got pre, you have like distinct pre-judging in finals, whereas ours is just like a blur. So, you know, maybe try pre-judging without it and then finals with it or vice versa. Um, it's definitely like, I don't know, experimentation is definitely key and figuring out what your formula is. Think that absolutely absolutely takes a little bit of but I think like a good like rule of thumb over everything is just like keep it simple like obviously you want to feel confident on show day and you want to feel in your element but when it comes to your your suit your your shoes your earrings your hair like everything together like be confident and express yourself and try not to overthink things. And obviously if you need help picking out like suit colors and like all like the nitty gritty, that's where it's really good to like ask for, you know, a professional's help, whether you do like the shoe fairy or even Jasmine over at compact to like really help kind of take the decision-making out of it. So that way you're not like stressing yourself out, overwhelming yourself. So like pick what your favorites are and then, have someone else who like lives outside of your world to help kind of like help you complete the look. But it sounds like be yourself, enjoy the look and simple is best. Yeah. A lot of, um, a lot of pros that I work with, um, a lot, a few of them have said to me, they're like, Oh, I wish I was a little bit more like experimental, experimental in my amateur years because they're in the pro ranks now and they're kind of like, there is that extra kind of like fear of like if I change this small thing like how like how is it going to change like how is it going to look and there was one pro um Samantha Minsel who was like she kind of came into the scene like really strong because she wore a yellow bikini she wore a hair and a ponytail it was so iconic and it was insane and um you can see and it's really really cool to work with her because she's still wanting to like be bold she's blonde and she's like I don't want to change my like I don't want to change my hair color like, I still want to be out there but even like now she's having to kind of like again have that nice sweet spot of like okay how do I express myself how do I still stand out while still like, adhering to the criteria whereas like 
she even said to me, like, if I was still an amateur, she goes, I would be going, she used to do, like, permed hair, like, she really goes for it, but, like, yeah, definitely, I agree with everything you're saying, and I think, you know, I'm saying this from a place where I've experimented a little bit, I've made some mistakes, um, but you've 100% hit the nail on the head, it's like, when you're first starting out, like, keep it simple, keep it basic, because a lot of times, like, the things that you, the, the things that you're buying and, like, getting in terms of your competing wardrobe, you'll be able to use them, like, again and again and again, Um, but, like, always whatever's going to make you feel the best and that for me meant wearing a black suit with straight hair and went completely against the statistics that I always look at but that just felt like the right thing for me and I felt the most authentically me ever on stage and I don't think I'd ever go back now so um yeah it's definitely like an art but you will find your formula and I think I say it's that you don't want to sacrifice so much for yourself that you kind of just feel like you're just fitting in and actually like if you can get to that nice bit where like you're 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 adhering to the criteria but you're you're being authentically you and standing out Mm -hmm. that's when the magic I find really starts to happen and it gets quite exciting absolutely absolutely Ash do you have any questions for Jasmine no I think that was really good I think yeah like the biggest piece to take away from it is like whatever's going to make you feel you know confident and and have that look for yourself on stage is is really good um advice but thank you so much for for coming on our podcast and giving us all the wonderful knowledge that you have we really really appreciate it mm-hmm. it's so funny being on this side of the um of the podcast like sphere because I'm used to asking the questions I'm like oh this is strange but no it's been good fun thank you so much guys Of course. And thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Adios.